Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Caitlin Molesky, freelance designer <laughs> from Pennsylvania, who's mostly known for her original theatrical poster concepts and is working towards designing for Broadway and for the West End. Oh, crumbs. <laughs> that is fantastic. Caitlin, welcome to the show. Well, thank, thank you, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, so, so welcome. Hey, can you expand a bit more on, you know, where you are with your business today and the kind of people that you love working with? Um, sure, certainly. Um, as, you've, as you've already instructed, I am a small town freelance graphic designer with my own little business. Um, I mostly cater towards, towards, you know, so small community theater hers. And I've also done a bunch of other like different like, like, like projects. Mm. like like book covers and and like like uh, uh, different types of artwork work like it's 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 i'm all over the place but my main like my main bread and butter is just like the theater production and concepts and it it has been been a challenge like over the years especially during the pandemic but i have managed to to get a good line of clients and i'm just just happy to you know have my little my little business is together pretty much Love that. So you you get to do the work that you that you love to do. So what mm-hmm. was it that made you crazy enough to say, you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go on my own. I want to be a freelancer or start to build my own agency. What what is that like for you? What what made you do that? Well, it's kind of a long story. I mean, I me mean, for first, like if like this whole thing started when I was, you know, looking into like colleges and graphic design schools and stuff like that. Um, one, there's this one in particular tour where some of the students, they actually go on to, you know, doing poster designs on Broadway. And I'm just like, oh, I can do that. And yeah, because I've, I've always been a fan of like theater. Like I was active in my high school theater group, group when I, when I was a teenager. And I've also done a bunch of other like community theater projects. So I yeah. think here, why not, not combine the two, like my love for for art and my love for theater and kind of just has mashed it together pretty much. I think that that point right there is amazing. You mean I can I can do that and make a living? That sounds okay. amazing. That's mm-hmm. something that I think that's an epiphany that a lot of people come to and the realization of, oh, I'm good at this. I want to do this. And you mean I can, I can, that could be my purpose. Sweet. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you found that. So how did you how did you find taking those first steps into being the freelancer working for yourself. Well, I well basically like it's like it was a struggle, but I basically like started off doing you know poster designs for my 
my my high school and then for my other you know local community theater pro projects and it was kind of a bit of a struggle considering i was also you know in college at the time so i also had to you know struggle with that as well yeah but once i graduated i've decided I like you know what i want to i want to you know expand to a bigger audience so i created an account on fiverr and i've started getting clients from there nice and like um, I before, it was um, it was it was it was a bit of a struggle because because shortly after graduating college, that's when the 2020 pandemic happened. So <laughs> so things were all set up, and it's like, hold on, plot twist. Yeah. Here we go. Yep, it was. I mean, I mean, I'm actually was kind of lucky to you know have this kind of you know you no know, happen during the beginning of my you know no career consider. You know, we were all, you know, in like this weird era of sorts, but I did manage to, you know, you know, start start growing more of an audience little by little as the years go on. So, mm. so yeah, it was it was it was a definitely weird start, but I'm but I'm definitely happy with how it all turned out in the end. Mm, love that. So, with your with, with your clients now that you that you really enjoy working with, what is it that they come to you for? What what do you find you have to help people to maybe overcome or work through um, to get the best results from from your work and what you can actually offer them? Well, it's it's all about good communication to me. Like, like it's always you know like there are two things that are important to me, and that is you know no good communication and and um, just as as getting my my message across with my work. So. Mm. I would would start off, you know, designing and then like show it to my client and they're like, this is really good. Can you change like this and this and this? And it's just a nice, you know, back and forth between, between me and my client mm -hmm. until we get the, the result. Yeah. That we nice. So with with that, obviously, there's there's times where we all learn through mistakes that we've made. So as mm -hmm. as a business owner, what would you say has been some lessons that you can hear? Yeah, Go back and tell your your past self or to other people just starting out what's what's been the lessons that you've either learned from, maybe from other people or maybe the hard way that's like oh shit, yeah this is like, this is quite important yeah like oof, like um how much time do we have um, <laughs> um <laughs> well for starters like i think if i ever get the chance to tell my younger self before like, like if I ever get the chance to t t tell my younger self this before I started this whole crazy thing is that that yes, you are going to have some people who are really going to love what you do at first and there are going to be others who are like, like, eh, I don't know, maybe let's do something a bit more mediocre. But, but at the same time, though, that's something you should not, you know, it's not meant to discourage you in any way, shape or form especially during those moments where a bunch of people are coming at you asking for for you know to do this this and this and had a cer certain time and you're struggling with so many projects at once mm. so oh oh yeah like like stay organized guys make sure you take care of yourself and and listen to your clients is yeah. that is, is there is there that like, balance between actually doing what the client wants and holding space for what you know would help them to achieve their goals more because you know that whole you know design by committee where everyone has their mm -hmm. own feedback or amends 
or challenges and it's like yeah hold on guys i i, I already tried all that I've, I've been way through that so here's here's why that won't work it must be tough to especially as, as you're starting to hold space and the confidence to speak up mm -hmm. and say yeah let, let me just challenge that so how's that sort of balance been Oh, it has been it has been tough to be to be honest. I mean, it's definitely not an easy thing to do, mm. like at all. Well, I mean, I've I mean, like I've like I'm still struggling. Like to this day, I'm still you know struggling. Like you know, with keeping up with clients' demands and also trying to you know, you know like keep up with time. And like I'm mostly like up like late at night, just trying to keep up with um, with my clients' demands. Hands and yet I yet I wake up. Up like like in the morning, feeling like a like a dying raccoon, trying to try and you know you know keep up with with the with the what's going on with the rest of my life as well. So it is it is definitely a struggle, you know, just trying to balance you know work work and life because I don't have you know you know the the work life balance that other you know like people with like nine to five jobs have because they would you know go to work they work they do the job they clock out and then they dedicate the rest of their their day to doing something to what they want to do and i don't really have that luxury mm. i'm going to just squash that sort of myth there because i mean i've heard both camps saying we need balance or there's no such thing as balance and there's a blessing and a curse to everything that we do nine to five you know, mm -hmm. people leave their nine to five and go into you know, being an entrepreneur and realize oh shit i'm now working seven in the morning till 12 midnight uh that mm -hmm. wasn't part of the dream yeah, that was but, definitely something I did not think about when starting this, to be honest. And it's catching ourselves to be able to find out where, where is that? What do we do? And sometimes we have to go through phases of hustle. We have to go and, and push through. It's how as a as a solopreneur, as an entrepreneur, especially starting out, it's where do I find the, the balance for me? Where do I find the time for myself? Where am I putting hold on where am i putting all my clients first where am i putting everyone else first rather than what what i want so um it's mm -hmm. definitely a journey that we we all have to go through and from my perspective owning a marketing agency in the uk for for 12 years it's yeah that was when we first started oh my gosh it was tough i put every single client first i was a complete yes man oh yes i'll do this because of scarcity mm. of money scarcity i needed to i couldn't make them upset i needed the reviews there was all this i need i need i need from fear rather than oh you mean if i increase my prices mm. i might get better clients there's if i stand up for myself i may do the work that i love to do and then it can be great work for the portfolio but it's that's very logical there's a lot of emotions that go into that so What's it like for you as you've been sort of navigating through your your clients, whether they're the, the wrong kind of clients or you found the perfect client? What's that journey been like? Ooh, like, like, I mean, it is definitely interesting because it's kind of a bit of a gamble. Like you never know what kind of clients you're dealing with until like, like, like after you get that first draft in. And like, like, as I mentioned before, there will be somewhere like, like, this is really good. Like, this is really good. Can you make like just a minor type change like here or there? And then there are those who are like, like, ooh, hmm, nah, nah, can you, do you have time to start over from scratch? Like, it's, it's a, it's, you know, it's, it's like, it's definitely like, like a, like a, like a gamble. Like, you never know what to expect from when working with new clients because there will be some that they're good, some that are not. But, but I do, you know, do my best to just keep up with, 
with, with demands and just listen to what my client tells me. So it must be a, a good situation to be in having so much work that you're working so many hours. It's like, okay, maybe that's the first tick. Just get your client roster up to the, the level that it should be. So you've got the revenue, you can sustain your life, but at what cost? Oh, maybe it's that, maybe it's the law of, of rhythm, the law of balance where, okay, we've got so many clients. I'm working too much. Cool. Now, how do we bring that back into a bit more quality, a bit more passion, a bit more boundaries around your work? So it's how you can do that without cutting all your clients and reducing your revenue. So maybe this kind of rhythm flow is right now you're at that point. So mm -hmm. I guess again, a blessing and a curse, right? Right. It is, it is a blessing and a curse. And I think that's definitely the message of of our discussion right now. Oh, because I love the work that I do and I wouldn't wouldn't, you know, imagine like doing anything else with my life. But at the same time though, like like how do I enjoy what I love doing without, you know, turning it into something that I hate that, that I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? You've just described every entrepreneur ever <laughs> getting to the point where, oh my gosh, I'm I'm doing what I love, but I'm fucking miserable. What? Mm -hmm. What up with that? And it's it's a place that we we can easily put ourselves through trying to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. You probably logically know what the wrong thing is, but Absolutely. we're trying to overcompensate, overdeliver, undercharge, putting too much weight on the other person. And then we kind of lose our way. So I think to catch yourself in the moment, maybe before it goes too far, which is, ah, oh, and also highlight that this is natural. Everyone goes through these, again, these, these kind of rhythms. So mm -hmm. to understand that is, is a massive part of this journey. So let's, let's try and sort of combat that. Mm -hmm. What do you want? Where are you? What do you actually want compared to what you actually have right now? Ooh, that is that is actually a, a really good question and like what I want what I really want to do is you know just has to you know get my my name across across into this world of of design and wa wanting to you know be he this kind of like 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 this this inspiration for for people everywhere and I want to be you know like a like a like a good you know like 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 a good voice of re reason like even like like many years after I'm you know you know gone on like I want to be you know you know remembered as a as like a good person who wanted to you know you know help people out by sharing my creativity that I've been doing pretty much all my life so now you've got this you've had this first level this first stage where you can use your creativity you found the area your niche of this is the work I want to be doing and you found your clients to the point where you're you're working you know, maybe too much right now. So I was like, okay, oh, first stage complete. Mm -hmm. Yes. To go long term, you want to have the to be able to, to share this because you want to be the inspiration. Again, mm -hmm. listen to everything you've said already. You've you knew what you wanted, you found this passion, you actually followed it. Most people wouldn't. And here you are now. <laughs> so what what's Let's break it down. What's what's the next step? What is the next iteration of this? Whether it seems, maybe it seems far fetched, maybe it doesn't. But what is the next step for you? What do you what would you want to see happen next? Well, definitely, definitely the same goal that I've had since I started doing this. I want my my work on marquees all over 
over Times Square, maybe, maybe, maybe West End if I can get hit that far, but I'm, I'm still taking, you know, baby steps. Like I'm still taking clients from across, across the United States, but it's, it's, it's baby steps. It's baby mm. steps. How can we make it big ass monster steps? How do we, what's, where do you think that maybe, um, where are you maybe holding yourself back through through this journey? Um, I'm I'm guessing like what's what's kind of holding me back is that there are some times where I would like like you know like get like a message from a client saying that that hey I really like your work and work and I would love you to you know you know work for for this company but it turns out to be you know just just a big old scam in the end so I'm guessing that's kind of like my 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 big you know. No, no fear. Because when it seems too too good to be true, it turns out it is. Ah, uh, so you've had the experience of um, amazing projects that turned out to be be nothing, right? What is that like? How does that happen? Ugh, like it, it's 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 horrible. Like like I don't know like like how this even happened to begin with with, but it's it's just. Like it's just heart wrenching. Like I, like I sometimes feel like, like is all of this for nothing? Like, like am I just gonna be you know, no, no, just just working my 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 butt off off and off and like not get recognized or paid for it or or, or anything? Yeah. Just that fear of it's just that fear of you know getting, you know, kind of like like betrayed in some way it was like a big stab in the back for me so was that a project that you're actually working on or was it one that just didn't come to fruition it was it was it was definitely like like something that i was working on i showed it to them and them and they never never responded and like and it's it's like happened like many years ago and i never got anything back and that still stays with you mm -hmm. yeah so these these are one thank you for sharing because i think we've all had these things where ah oh, this nightmare thing happened whether it's you know if you're trying to get more visibility it's the negative comments or the feedback or the judgment that you might receive you know doing a work where clients ghost you or don't pay you there's all these mm -hmm. things that start to build up our our memory our armory of here's what can go wrong protect yourself mm-hmm what I would like to do is just open up that that visibility to you've got two options. You can look for the opportunity or look for the threats. Mm -hmm. And if you're, I'm not sure if this is for you, but if you're kind of finding yourself looking, always looking towards the threat, then, oh my gosh, you're going to find it. Our brain has a filter that will prove ourselves right. Mm -hmm. So whilst we need to follow our intuition, we need to find, you know, what is right? And when you see some red flags, it's like, hey, I've seen you before. <laughs> yep. Where I've definitely gotten better at, you know, finding the red flags since then. But and but yeah, it's but even though I'm, you know, happy with 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 the with the clients that I do have, have even have like I've gotten like clients in like 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 Texas, the his the Carolina has New York. Or, or like I like I wish I had like a little like bulletin map of all the places that I have helped out because it's sometimes hard to keep track of it all. But but in but in the end, like like I 
like I don't know I like I want to you know you know reach more out there but it's just tough when tough when people are just you know trying to you know scam you into doing something for the them and not giving you the time of day afterwards like it's just it's just upsetting yeah so how could you leverage this let's let's flip this number one how can you bring to the forefront of your mind all these places all these clients that you had have an impact oh my gosh that needs to be the thing that fuels you mm-hmm. and you can see where you're going you know broadway the west ends these mm-hmm. are the, the massive environments that you really really want to be working with so that's mm-hmm. the dream so all these other people they're a blip on the way there i mean there's i would say there's great lessons in all of these whether it's the platform that you're using the kind of people um even processes oh my gosh we've had clients who you know do chargebacks or or ghost or whatever it might be mm-hmm. and it's like we can look at it as a challenge a problem or look upon mm-hmm. okay oh that was a great lesson so we're actually paid for this lesson where in this lesson can we improve it for next time it's like definitely like def- like definitely just try try and um i don't know just try try and you know no like 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 keep up up with the signs and make sure that it's actually that these people are actually you know the people who want to work with you you and mm. want want you to work for them and want want to see what 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 you're capable of love like it's 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 all about that just try to you know make sure the person that you're talking to who even if it's all involved it's just you know messages and email tells make sure that person is legit yeah nice systems and processes putting things in place we learn mm-hmm. a lesson it can be tough but it's it's the weight and the perception to put on those um, now I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking. I'm talking to myself. And I'm talking to everyone else listening. Yeah. It's oh my gosh, the lessons we can learn, the way we can reframe it. Um, you don't want to be learning the same lesson again and again and again and again. If it is mm-hmm. more for you, but what can you do to ah improve the process? Not take on that kind of client again. See the red flags. All these things. This is the lessons of being an entrepreneur. It's mm-hmm. oh, it's tough. It's frustrating, but. Oh, it's it's so worth it in the long run. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth it in the and despite the tr- struggles. Like I've like I kind of had an idea of what I was gonna you know get myself into when starting this, but I do have a strong support system who 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 love me and know that I'm capable of doing this. So well, at least at least I'm happy to you know have that kind of you know that audience, you know, backing me up throughout this entire thing. Yeah. Love that. Where, where would you say is the biggest, the best support network that you've had? What's, what's the best thing that you've had around you? That's like, you, you may have struggled without. Oh, def- definitely, definitely my family. I mean, they're, I mean, they've been with me since the, since the very beginning, even like, I mean, they, they've believed in me. Like, like even when I didn't believe in myself, like, I mean, they're, I mean, they're like, especially in those mornings where, where, where I, where I feel like I've feel like I'm dying on the inside. They were, they're still by my side to this day. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, even if the family aren't entrepreneurs, I mean, there can be a, you know, they may, may still not understand it completely, but to have that support, that undivided attention, that, you know, unconditional love. 
and support mm-hmm. is is massive so those days where you don't feel it and this is why it's so important to be around the right communities the right people that when you have a dip and you will because you're a human being with emotions we all have the the top few days and the bottom few days when mm-hmm. you hit that to have those tools tactics community support whatever it might be for you that keeps you going that's what it's all about else as you said you know how can i enjoy my business and not kill myself and, and kill the business in the meantime and probably everyone else around you right oh yeah yeah like like honestly like i don't really like to use that term but but at the same time though like like it's like if if you don't you know know like like take take care of yourself and making sure that um that everything is all right it is like literally like like what I call a business suicide, because if you're not not taking care of yourself, you're not taking care care of your business. So, so yeah. Just on that point, what what would you say is the biggest thing that you do to take care of yourself? Um. Well, well, mostly just have, have rule number one: just to you know step away from from the computer or not think about like design, but not just just like try to you know like take. Mm some small things like like taking care care of the care of the house taking care of or you know get yourself self self some something something to eat that you really like like and i also got like some and i also got like like three dogs who need all the love and attention in the world so so yeah it's just it's just you know small things that we take for granted that that actually kind of helps you in some way yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And three dogs sounds glorious. We've got two here, and oh my gosh, they they force their attention. It forces you to to, to shift your perspective and be present in the moment. So, oh yeah, you um, should you should definitely meet meet my middle child. She is definitely like like she's definitely the attention seeker of the three. Like she's always you know like 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 jumping up and down and just asking for attention at every given moment. She would get really upset if we like you know go out to like. <laughs> trees so <laughs> nice. yeah yeah love that to be hey, the anxiety relief dog but she's 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 the anxiety relief dog that needs an anxiety relief dog well and it, it gives us the the anxiety relief so to have them needing our attention mm-hmm. to being that reminder of hey are you are you still working there's always little <laughs> reminders that really ah they're helpful they're helpful mm-hmm. So beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for being, you know, not only sharing what you do and the amazing mm-hmm. work and some advice, but also behind the scenes of what it's like as you, as you're building, as you're growing, as you're evolving. It's been beautiful. Kayla, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm really, really happy that we got to, you know, have this discussion today. Oh, so, so welcome. Look, if people want to find out more about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on, on Instagram at Caitlin Molesky Artwork, as well as on Facebook with that same name. Um, and I also have a website, uh, www.caitlinmoleskyartwork.design, where you can check out my portfolio, my resume, and learn, learn, more, learn more all about me. Awesome stuff. Well, everyone, if you're curious, go and check it out. But Caitlin, <laughs> thank you so, so much for, for sharing today. Yeah, thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, 
we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.